Welcome to the Real Estate with Wendy podcast. And with me, as always, is Gene, the engineer. Hello to you, Wendy. And uh, you had quite a story that you were getting into, and I demanded that we just record. So start over and then continue. Wow, to start over. Okay, let's start with the important parts. I decided to pick up a paper and read the paper. And in the paper, lo and behold, I see that there is a tax sale that's going to be taking place in a county nearby me. So I went to the tax sale and I got there a little early. With most tax sales that I've been to, you go early. You have to have your cash or whatever money orders. Different counties demand different things. Usually it's always certified funds, but a lot of places do not take cash. So you have to get money orders, get, you know, go to the bank, get your certified checks, whatever first. Then go to the tax auction and drop by there. Let them see your checks, verify that you have the funds available. Then they'll give you a little thing to sign in, blah, blah, blah. So that all usually gets done prior to the auction. I get to this particular auction, go into the tax office, and they tell me none of that is required. So that was a little unusual to start out. But I get there and I go around to where they're having the auction. And of course, beautiful day, just gorgeous out. But there were a lot of people there, which is not normally the case for some places like this. Usually there's just a handful of people there and it's very quiet and hardly anybody bidding on anything. Now I will say this, most of the people who are there to bid are generally going to be people that are investors or people that are trying to get their own property back. I did not see a lot of that today. What I saw today was a few investors, a few people that were neighbors of people owning the properties, trying to get their neighbors' properties, and then just some people like, you know, looking, trying to see what was going on, trying to learn a little bit, and just average people. I didn't see a whole lot of wealthy investors coming in and just sharking everything up and bidding on every single thing. There were a couple of people who bid and bid on multiple things, but I think that they were trying to get started maybe with the investing portfolio that they might want to get. So anyways, I get there and I'm taking a look at everything. Uh, They start the auction. And of course, all the properties that I checked out and did research on, these particular properties, of course, were very nice ones. They had homes sitting on the property. They were in decent shape. They didn't need a whole lot of rehab. They were just, you know, I was trying to cream the crop. I was trying to pick the cherries out and get some really nice ones. But... Those particular owners all bought their properties back, paid their taxes prior to the auction, prior to the tax sale. So these people were not even on the list today. All the ones that I researched were not available. So I had to scramble at the last minute. So how does that happen? You had done your prep work. Mm -hmm. You knew you wanted these Mm -hmm. particular, I think you said three. Mm -hmm. So, I, I mean... Hopefully they were all up front, like you didn't have to wait very long. Um, no, it was two of them were towards the beginning of the auction. The other one was the very last property. So no, they were not all up front. But this is the auction process. You never know until you actually are at the auction what's available, what's not available. You have a list, but there could be ones that come behind that list and pay. Like you've got a printed list, you went to the tax auction, or you printed it up on, online, or they sent it to you via email. However, whichever county does it, whichever way, that does not mean that someone can't come, you know, after you've printed it up and started researching, that they're going to pay that prior to the auction, anytime, right up until the auction starts. So this is a Tuesday. 
Mm-hmm. We're recording on a Tuesday. This happened to you this morning. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming what you found out about all three then is that they most likely paid on Monday because you probably got this list like last Friday or something like that. I've had this list for a week. Okay. Um, it was actually, the list came from the newspaper. That's part of the process we talked about. You, when you purchase a tax sale, you have to wait it a year. You have to wait 12 months. You can't do anything with it. You can't touch it. It doesn't legally belong to you. Even though you have a tax deed, that doesn't really help you. You can't go on the property. If there's someone living there, they can kick you out. And any time during that 12 months, they can come back and pay the taxes and redeem the right to their property back. After that 12 months and one day, you again have to do legal notices, just like the ones that went in the paper for the tax sale, legal notices saying, hey, owner, you have the right of redemption here for this many days. You need to come and, you know, pay this. A lot of times, if there's a house on it, think about it. Wouldn't you pay your taxes rather than let someone else take it? That's what happens. So a lot of times the good ones get got before you can even get there to get them yourself. So there was basically potentially a weak gap. Yes. But that's all. Yes. And unfortunately for all three of your hopefuls, Mm -hmm. all three ended the same. Yes. Was um, there anything else, any others you had researched? Well, I researched a few others, and I knew which ones were which. I knew which ones were lots, which ones had some acreage on them, which ones were this, which ones were that. There were several different things, and I did bid on a few. I just got outbid, and I wanted to wait and save my money until the very last property because I knew there was one left that if I held all my money and it got bid up, then I'd be able to still have money and hopefully get it. So I did not play the game that next time I'm going to play a whole different game and we'll get to that. Um, So yeah, there were properties that I could have bid on and let me just tell you about a few of these. There were a few that were vacant lots and they were, you know, in this town, in that town. Again, I saw these lots and to me they looked like, you know, overgrown disasters that would have to be developed and, you know, lots of things done to make it worthwhile. But these lots being just lots... For three or four hundred dollars, I, I think I might reconsider next time and say, hey, you know, I, I might want to bid on a lot. Some of these, again, were three acres, five acres, seven acres. I bid on a couple of those and, like I said, got outbid. But next time, I think I'm going to bid on some of the other things, research some of these lots as well, research everything so that I'm not left wondering, oh, I didn't research that. I don't know if I want to make a bid on this because I haven't researched that fully. And I hate to make bids on things that I haven't fully researched because what if there's, a, you know, something major? What if there's a $500,000 mortgage that you're not aware of? What if there's, you know, massive liens, mechanics liens, you know, the property has all this money owed on it and then it's no longer worth it. That is a distinct possibility. And to do a title search, a deed search, and a property search, these things are all very, very important and almost impossible to do. Just one person, you know, you may want to hire folks to help you with this part of the the process because it takes a long time to research each property, and you only are given a small amount of time before the tax sale happens. They advertise it and say, here it goes, and then boom, you got to be there. You don't have but a few days to research each property, and you better haul and hustle butt because otherwise the, it's going to escape you. And the same thing with this auction today. Man, they, they talk fast, and they do not wait around. Like if nobody's bidding on it, bam, nobody bid on it. And that's why you see multiple years of tax owed 
that the taxes are owed for 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, all these multiple years because nobody bought it back. Nobody bought that tax deed. Nobody wanted it. And so it just accumulated further and further every year until, you know, one of these days, maybe somebody buys it. But there were a lot that didn't even get bought. And that kind of surprised me. Again, I need to do more research on the properties that I, you know, I'm looking at all of the properties and maybe not just the ones I'm highest interested in, but everything else too, just in case. Uh, I, I just cannot see anything wrong with the $300 property. I can't imagine what horrible thing, you know what I mean? Outside of some crazy situation with the deed or it not being resellable, I would say that that's a good deal no matter what you do. So let me say that I'm impressed as someone who goes to antique sales and estate sales with my sister and brother-in-law. They flip uh, antique furniture. And I always feel with that $20 bill in my pocket that I have to find something. So I tend to find something even if it's something I don't need. So it sounds like you got to this auction. You had a couple hundred. Very quickly, two passed you by. They weren't even an option. I'm very impressed that you didn't just buy something. No, again, I would have. Oh, you know me, I would have, but there was the, I only brought so much money with me, and again, you have to have either, in this instance, you have to have cash or money orders, which I did not stop by the bank and get money orders, I only had cash, and I only brought so much. I've never seen this many people at one of these small, tiny, rural county places. It didn't strike me that, oh, I'd need to bring even more money. I should have brought probably three or four times as much as I brought. Then I could have bid on other things, but I wanted to save all of my money to the end on the hopes that that one last property would be available because it was the last one on the list. And I was just hoping and praying that they didn't pay their taxes. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're just hoping and praying every time, don't pay your taxes, please. So this makes a little bit more sense. You you were literally keeping your pot full because if you saw people not bidding on anything and multiple properties were passing you, passing everybody by, no one cared, you knew that some of those people in the crowd probably knew what you knew, which was the last one on the sheet was going to be worth something and it could have easily gone into a bidding war. Oh, uh, yes. And by the way, there were no shortage of bidding wars there today. There were certain properties that multiple people had their eyes on and multiple people wanted. And I just went back and forth and back and forth and watched them outbid each other until one of them got up to 10 grand, which doesn't sound like a lot for a a house, a property. That's a lot of money for a tax sale. Most of the properties today that actually, once the, the bidding was done, the final was maybe between... 1700 and 2500 was the average price for a house that had, you know, a house on it or maybe a piece of land with some kind of acreage, an acre or more, or a spot that was just a very desirable location. They all had that in common. The ones that were three or four hundred dollars, five, six hundred dollars max, these were like city lots in a subdivision. But even those, you put it on the MLS, you smack it up there. You're going to get thousands for that. Just don't understand why everybody isn't out there just chasing these things down. So it sounds like the ones, like the $10,000 one was obviously uh, the neighbor wanted it more than the person who saw it as a good investment. Again, I don't know the situation. I didn't meet these people. I talked to a few people before the auction, which again, I recommend highly that you do. You get to know the people that are there. 
you tell them what you want to bid on, you ask them what they want to bid on, you agree, you know, hey, let's not outbid each other if we can. But again, there are a few investors that show up there every single time, every single auction, like they're there at all of them, and they'll just buy stuff up. If this person, whoever's pockets are the deepest wins, and if this person wants something, they're going to get it. And these two guys just, you know, bid each other up until finally the other guy just could not go any higher. So what was the crowd like? Was it people like me, as in someone trying to get into this? Was it someone like you who was seasoned and I believe you used the term had deep pockets? <laughs> no, I wouldn't say I have deep pockets. I know some deep pockets. Um, when I say deep pockets, I'm talking about the Donald Trumps. I'm talking about the J.P. Morgans. I'm talking about people that are Rockefellers. Um, you, you recognize the name because the pockets are that deep. There, there were a couple of guys there that were, in my opinion, newer investors, but, but they've been doing this enough to be seasoned. They've been doing this enough to have stacks of paperwork and, and checking their, their logs and making sure that they're getting the right property at the right price. And he bought probably six or seven. That, that's an investor that's starting to run now. He's, he's not crawling anymore. He's starting to pick up his feet and take off. Based on your research, did he get you know, lots with homes or just empties or a mixture? Again, all of the houses that I saw today, that, that I saw that were houses, I did not get time to look at three or four properties. There were three or four that I just couldn't make it to. You, you know how busy I am. <laughs> it, you got to devote a lot of time to researching these. And it was a far away county for me. So you know what I mean? I just didn't have the time. So I didn't get to see each and every property. There was like four that I couldn't tell you if there was a house on it or not. Let's assume they didn't have houses on them. There were four or five with acreage. There, when I say acreage, I mean more than an acre, two acres, three acres, five, 10 acres. There were a few of those, a handful, four or five. There were some lots. There were some, some again, four or five that I don't know, I'm unfamiliar with because I didn't see them. And then there were some that were completely misidentified. The address over here is not the house over here. So who knows what you're buying? And those are tricky. Uh, may not want to go into those sort of deals. Yeah, you want to make sure that you've got the right property, the right address, the right parcel map, you know, the right everything to go with what you're buying because otherwise you can find that you may have bought nothing. It, it happens sometimes. But yeah, there were a couple on there that I just was not familiar with. But what they were buying, this one guy, I think, bought everything to me. It looked like he was buying in a group, in an area. So he was buying every single lot on this street. And then he'd go to a street nearby and he'd buy every single lot that was around that. He's building his kingdom. He, exactly. He was building his kingdom. He is a beginner who is not a beginner anymore. Like he knew what he was doing. You could tell he knew what he was doing, but he wasn't, you know, he had to stop at a certain point and he had to walk away because he was done. He had no more money. It wasn't that he didn't want to buy more. I can assure you, <laughs> I can tell. And he got some incredible deals. He got a few for, you know, I think he got one for 600 and something dollars. He got one for 800 and something dollars. He got one for $1,500. He got one for a little over two grand. So he, he was looking for set places. So again, he may be trying to build, you know, build condos, build something multifamily. 
he may have an idea here that's going to make him a millionaire, and that's kudos to him. But yeah, I didn't research those properties, so I couldn't feel comfortable with putting in bid. Now, I did bid on two things. The two things that I saw that I was familiar with, they were both lots, but they were lots that I had seen, and they were lots that I had researched. And I know there were no liens, there was no mortgages, there was no monies owed, there was nothing, there was nobody coming back after them because these people are gone. Knowing all that, I felt like I, there were a couple of safe moves that I could bid on, but I quickly got outbid by people who, like, it's not that they had, they probably did have deeper pockets than me. They probably did. I was trying to save for the last one. Turns out it wasn't even available either. But yeah, when they don't call out what's first on the list, you know that's not going to be a property. So you can just X. And then you go down to the second one. That one's not there either. Oh, well, they paid their taxes. Number three, number four, like that he didn't call any of those. So after a while, yeah, it just goes down further and further. Um, what other type of people did I notice? I noticed, like I said, neighbors who were looking to buy their, their neighbor's lot. I noticed a few young ladies that were sitting in chairs and they had their laptops on them and their little cell phones ready to go. And they were ticky, 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 ticky in a way. And they were trying to look up everything they could and, and try to get in on whatever. But they didn't buy anything. The one lady bid on one thing. She was probably similar to me. These ladies are ladies who know probably what they're doing. They probably know the, what the research to do. They probably are, I might bring my laptop next time, come to think of it. Because you can do research on the fly. If you decide you want to do something or look at something that you hadn't looked at before, there are ways to do it online. There's so much information online. So I could have done that if I had my laptop. I'm wishing now I did have my laptop. But those two ladies, they bid on one thing and they were outbid quickly. They may have had money and they were saving it for something else like me or they just may not have had enough money. They may be one of the last one on the list like you did and then it didn't materialize. Again, you just never know. I know that the few people that I spoke to, I know exactly what they were after because they told me. And they knew what I was after because I told them. And this is taboo, taboo, taboo. They, you know, you've probably been told or heard your whole life, you don't talk to the people, you know, da, da, da. They're your enemies. No, they're not your enemies. They just want what they want. And you just want what you want. So how are you going to know unless you communicate with each other what your wants and needs are? And you can even make deals prior to the auction. Hey, you know, if you don't outbid me on this and I don't outbid you on that, you know, we can work together here and we can be a team. Again, I've seen people partner up and buy things together, having never known each other at the auction. So anything can happen, but you got to get to know the people that you're not really competing against, but kind of competing against, you know, you got to know the the mind of the competition so that you can still get what you want, if that's to be. Again, I wish I had just bid on one of those $300 properties. I do know that there are always more auctions. And that's what I'll say is that this has prompted me to go to even more auctions in the future. I hadn't been to one in a while. Um, so I think I'm going to try to make it a habit to do at least once a month for me to find an auction to go to and try to buy something just, you know, just to buy, kind of like you, just to buy something. Well, for 300 bucks, I would have just bought something. But then I guess the cautionary tale is if I had that $300 burning a hole, no one's bidding, and I go, okay, fine, you know, 100 bucks, 200 bucks, whatever it is. 
I might find out there's this lien because I didn't do my research. Correct. That's generally why nobody bids on these particular properties, because there's something wrong. There is a defect, either with the title itself, with the property, with you know a mechanics lien, uh, some something going on there that they're going to come back on you. And we, of course, don't want that. So, yeah, it, you have to pay attention at these auctions to see what everybody else is doing. The ones that are hot properties that everybody's bidding on, yeah, there's, you know, something going on there that you want, but you, you got to play and do your research first before you start throwing up your hand and saying you want to bid on something. Does the auctioneer have any kind of clue what they're auctioning? In other words, is there a standard we start everything at 100 or does he look at some of the things on the sheet and he knows to start at 2000 Okay, so what he does is he has a sheet all right. He has, you know, a little thing that's stapled together with multiple sheets. Every single property is listed, and every single one, I don't know if I have it in my car, but I, I can show you later the list that I have. So anyways, he goes through his list, and his list says such and such parcel number owned by so-and-so person who is also the defendant in FIFA blah, blah, blah. You know, the, the record holder sometimes is not the same person who owes the debt. Somebody may have purchased it since then. But anyways, so you've got this person who owns it, possibly another person who's a record holder. And then what you do is you read further down, you see the property legal description, like the long paragraph that says, you know, walk 200 steps from this pen. Yeah, that. Um, so you, you read all that. And then it says at the bottom, owes $362 in back taxes or owes $1,582 in back taxes. That's where the bidding starts. The bidding always starts on whatever it is that they owe. If they owe $26, the bidding starts at $26. If they owe $500, it starts at $500. And it's always some crazy number, too with cents, like an 82 cents. And the auctioneer says, just because I start with this, do not, you know, no cents involved. You go to round dollar figures and they say you can't go lower than 100. Like if I say 582, your lowest thing to go, you know, is 500 and then 600 and then 700. So you can go up by hundreds, but you cannot go up by dollars, $5, $10, because those auctions would last forever. Well, it was another good day for me because even though I didn't get anything as far as properties, even though I was outbid a couple of times, even though none of what I wanted was available in the first place, I always walk away from the, from the tax auction with one thing, which is more knowledge, more experience. And to me, that's just as valuable. I learned quite a bit today just by knowing what I can do in the future, a different strategy, knowing some of the different people that are buying in that area and why they're buying in that area and what their trends are. These are all things that add to my knowledge and add to me being, you know, the pro that I am. Well, thank you guys for listening in. It was a wonderful day for me today. I hope you guys had a wonderful day too. And that will be all for the Real Estate with Wendy podcast.